He's a good God. Amen. You got your Bibles this morning. I would love you to turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, I've got another word back in here that I just knew that I was going to get us all tuned up today. Seemed like to me we spent a whole lot of time trying to tune up the church, trying to remind the church how good God is, why they ought to be faithful, why they ought to praise, why they ought to worship. We spent a whole lot of time. But I tell you what I'm going to do this morning. Besides all that, if you're in here lost today, I'm going to come at you the best way I can. And I want you to know I probably ain't got a whole lot of support. What I'm going to say to you, there's probably very few folks. I'm just going to be honest with you. They real religious, but they ain't prayed for your lost soul this morning. They've come to church. I'm talking about religious folks. They've come to church. They, they, they've mustered up enough strength to come to church. They've got their agenda. They've got things in their life going on that I, that's probably crucial. I mean, it's probably dear to the heart. They need prayed for. They need laid hands on. They could have got it if they wanted to. They could have come to the altar with the kind of church that would gather around them. But, but I spent a whole lot of time trying to baby them folks that don't pray for your lost soul. They ain't took time for me to be able to preach, to be able to say something to you, to make you want to get your place, yourself in a place that yes, when you die, you'll go to heaven. But where you can wake up in the morning and happy am I on my way to home eternal. Happy am I knowing that this life ain't it. Oh, God's been good this week. Hey, he's been good all week. Whether you clapped or not, he was good to you too. My word, I, I didn't see going to a church you don't shout. I didn't see going to a church which you don't run. I see going to church, you ain't used to saying amen, but good Lord. If you've been going to one, they ain't taught you God good and you can't clap. You need to change church. <laughs> amen, God's good. God's good, but I just want to tell you. Lost person, I want you to know I, I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you. You're not going to get a lot of help. We, we come to know Jesus, but I'm telling you about every day of our life. I mean, we want to pass the fire in our mouth. It's folks that'll call you their friend. They'll turn on you like a bulldog. Don't you think they won't? But I come to tell you, I was reading over, and I think it's Psalms chapter 16. I'm not for sure. But I read this morning that there's a friend. I tell you what, he said, I'm a friend. Let me find it. I wrote it down. Let me get in these old notes. I kept them for something. Let me pull them out. I can use that off of there. We got time, ain't we? I want you to know about a friend. Don't you be counting on a man. Boy, David, as we went down there the other day, prayed for that lady. She doing all right? They cut her wide open, man, didn't they? It was a long surgery. Eight hour surgery. Wasn't nobody but the Lord. Went down there and gathered hands with that man. Said we're two or three agree, touch and agree in his name. He'll be in midst. Now see, that don't mean that much to you. I'm talking about there should have been an uproar right there. Eight hour surgery, unless you in the eight hour surgery. We got a long ways to go to church around here. Get where God wants us to be. 
Huh? One of the things that God don't like is unthankful folks. But I understand it was hard for you to get excited because one thing you... <laughs> this is a spiritual place. You can be spiritual. You go to a football game. If somebody told you they, they got a new class, Brother Reed, and the riding horses, I was yesterday. And the class is that you can't get your horse out of a trot. And you can't holler. I didn't stay for that class. <laughs> I believe that's the way some churches are. Now you can come on over here, Brother Jeff, but look here. We don't want you to get out of a trot and we don't want no hollering going on. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I think about what our Jesus did for that lady as we gather around. Oh, I was glad to hear them Text, she was sending me, I, Brother Eddie, it's going well. It's over and they're doing fine. Doing so fine, I think the, the daddy was going to some fall there with his sons, you know, around that Halloween time. They was going out there just doing something with his children. Just, it was good enough to go that, boy, God is good. Amen. Then also, amen, gone, gone. <laughs> also this week, our sister Misty had that surgery and just went on in there, man. We done prayed for her the other night and all's well. Everything went good. Give God another hand clap. Praise God. Praise God. Proverbs 6, 16. Using them notes for something. Man, if you don't know the Lord, lady, if you don't know the Lord, give your life to Jesus today. I've never met anybody that gave their life to Jesus that said that they wished they hadn't. Man, that's old notes from other night. That's other notes. I got another piece of paper here somewhere. Proverbs 18, 24. Amen. Look at y'all got three messages right here. If I use these, yeah. I remember it's on the right hand of that page down there. When you get there, say amen. Proverbs 18, 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. You wonder why don't nobody want to hang around you? You want to say, I don't really have no friends. Well, become friendly. But the, the next part is really what I want to show you. It said there is a friend. Look at that word. It didn't say there are some friends. It says there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. <laughs> Amen. I thought that just good enough. We need to read that. Now we're going to go back over there to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Maybe the Lord will help us this morning. Lord, today I pray that God, that you would uh, guide my words that I would say. Lord, I remember going to a church house on a Tuesday night. Lord, I... I didn't go. I didn't know I was going to get saved. Lord, I, I didn't really know what you was going to do in my life. I surely didn't know that one day I'd be preaching your glorious gospel. But God, I thank you for that time. And Lord, I believe that today, Lord, that you sent somebody our way, that today is going to be a brand new day for them. It's going to be a day that happy am I. Happy am I today when I walk out of these doors that my, my sins have been washed white as snow. 
I got me a home eternal in the heavens, Lord. I got me a place there. But every day of my life, I've got a Jesus going to walk with me, going to talk with me along this way. Lord, we pray that God, if they be lost in here today, that Lord, they'll hear you today. They'll, they'll see you today. They'll, they'll understand that you loved them today. And they'll want to give their life to you, Lord, so they can have life and have it more abundant. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It's going to be a verse that I'm going to get to that you know so well that probably, probably we just use it to fit what we want us to fit so many times and who knows whether we ever actually nail down scriptures. I'm sure God's going to have a lot to teach us one day. Who can know the mind of God? But it would be in the 17th verse just to please the religious folk. They'll be looking for this scripture. And it says these words. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Now, you can gloat if you want to as a religious person in this building. You can make up your mind what that scripture means. But I believe that today the Lord's going to help me with some lost person. It's probably going to help you a little bit to know that we ourselves hadn't arrived. Now, Jesus has arrived. He arrived to a place called Golgotha. He'll arrive to a garden before that where one of his disciples turned on him. He was born so you could have your sins debt paid. He was born as a sacrificial lamb that was going to be slaughtered, that was going to be beaten. The Bible said he was beaten so bad he he would be unrecognizable who he was. But he loved you so much that he done it willingly. Just in case you don't know, don't none of us know really, all that took place, we don't know the feelings. We was not there. We couldn't be this man. But it said that he, he came when it all was getting started. He was on his way to a cross. He, he was on his way to have some thorns put on his head. He was a king of all kings. He was the one that had power through the Father. He could have called angels to come. He was one that said, but I really don't even want to ask my father to do this. I I really come to do the will of my father. And just to help religious folks that may come every time the door is open. The Bible says that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. But I'm telling you, we got a long way to go. We don't care like we ought to. We don't have compassion like we ought to. We don't have love like we ought to. We don't have concern like we ought to. We've, we've, he set a high post for us. Jesus said, this same spirit lived inside of me. In other words, you've got what you need. But the Bible said that Jesus said, if any man come after me, if he comes after the tackle, what I've tackled, the first thing he's got to do is he's got to deny himself 
and everything, everything else. You got to lay it on that cross. Everything that would even think about getting in the way, everything that would keep you from being humble, everything that would keep you from being a witness today, everything that would keep you from being meek today, everything that would keep you from being lowly today, everything that would get in your way to witness to everybody you've seen has to go on that cross. He said, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself and you got to load that cross down and you got to bear it. And you got to follow me. That's what Jesus said. So we hadn't arrived. Let me read to you. Listen real close if you're in here today and you just ain't really ever gave your life to Jesus. I want you to listen to verse one and we'll read back to that real fast as we can. Hopefully the Holy Spirit, if y'all will pray for me, if I can just have two or three to be in prayer for what's going on. It says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, if this flesh that we have just gets old, can't run like it used to, can't lift things like it used to, can't, it, it, it just can't stay up as long as it used to. And how folks say, now I used to could be, be out late at night, but I just can't take it no more. That's because this house that we're living in it's dissolving. Whether you like it or not, from the moment you were born, you started dying. <laughs> but it ain't a great big deal if you know the Lord. I'm telling you, there's a reward laid out for you. It says, for we know if this house, of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a body that's made of God, a house not made with hands that is eternal in the heavens. I didn't know why I got there. Maybe this song, that song done thrown me over here. For in this we groan. I, I'm around a lot of people. They groan to go to heaven. They, they want to go to heaven. I was raised around a people that they would say, Lord, Lord, I just look forward to the day that I'm with you in glory. Lord, I just look forward. What if this was the day that the Lord was coming back? I, I was raised around the people. I, I don't hear that kind of thing anymore. Amen. Lord, we've got this suffering here, but Lord, it's going to be a great day coming one day when we're going to be with you. There ain't going to be any pain. Not going to be any suffering. The church has decreased a whole lot just in their prayers and, and what they knew about eternal things. Amen. I've got some opposition in here today. But that's okay. I just need two or three. I'm after you lost person. Listen to me a minute. And it says we've got a, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. We, we can't wait to be clothed upon. If so, that we being clothed, we shall not be found naked when we stand before him. What? How in the world are you going to get in? Oh, he's got a robe of righteousness to put on you. He's got a robe that he's going to put on you because you've been sealed sometime in your life. You ask Jesus to come in your life and, and you, you trust him with a childlike faith. He applied the, G, the blood of Jesus to your life and the Bible talks about one day he's going to come up with you. He's going to grab a coat, his coat, 
of righteous. He's going to put his righteous over you. And so when, the, when God looks at you, all he'll look at is holy. All he'll look at is righteousness. So we don't want to get there to that grand place. We, we don't want to be there. And they down there preaching a funeral and they saying, I really believe that this person's going to heaven, but they have no evidence in a life that lived for Jesus. No excitement about the Lord. Oh, it, they was excited for a little bit. See, that ain't salvation. Oh, no. That's not salvation to be excited for a little bit. Now, we ain't, we ain't saved by excitement. I want you to miss, I want you to know that. But I tell you what, after that you come by God in faith, you ain't living of yourself no more either. He done put a down payment in you, a spirit of the Holy Ghost inside of you. The Bible said you ain't your own no more. You've been bought with a price and your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Seem like to me. <laughs> Woo, make me get the band back up here and sing some more. If it wasn't for a lost person, look at, I'd get that band back. I said, we're going to sing some more of that song. We're going to do it five more times. We're going to go home. But it ain't about us. Oh, I see the church today like that 99. I can't imagine how Jesus taught about the, about the shepherd and one went astray and he left the 99. I can't imagine being a pastor and somebody out there needs and says, he just something left. <laughs> Unless you was one. Huh? Oh, man, we just all about ourselves. We just all about ourselves. We just all puffed up. When we come to church, it ain't about Jesus no more. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing. If you'd had a true salvation, a true salvation. He said, who hindered you that you should not obey the truth? It ain't the spirit that called you. And I'm going to tell you something. You can't drink of both cups. You can't eat a bowl table. You can't have the spirit of the world living in you and the spirit of God living in you at the same time. Bible teaches that it can't happen. Lost person, listen to me. Church folks will hinder you worse than anybody. The world's just like you. The world wants to tell you another joke. They just like you. They feed what you already have. They, they feed what you already eating, and, and it don't matter. But, but you expect more out of church folks than you ought to. And Lord, help us that we've got to a place that the world comes in, and here we are dead. <laughs> dead. We puffed up. We, we got so much pride. We got so much ego. I, these people, you say, I started to shout. Folks don't even say that no more. Man, I was just thinking. Boy, they got a sign out there in the front yard, come worship with us. They can't get the pride. It's going to take three or four hours to get their stupid pride out of the way so they can even think how many more times will we have had to sing that wonderful song? Happy am I. I didn't sing it because it had a good beat to it. That's what most folks do. I didn't sing it because it's making everybody cry. Oh, they got them kind of songs. Oh, yeah, I didn't sing it to bring folks to the altar. I sung it so you can see a Jesus that took my sins and he washed them white as snow. All I wanted you to do is get a hold of one line. The one that took my sins and he washed them white as snow. He, he done away with them. 
Wow, God is a good God. I'm going to get on to this thing. Thank God I got plenty of time. I got all day, Sunday all day. For in that this tabernacle do groan, being burdened not to be unclothed, but to be clothed upon, that mortality may be swallowed up to life. Now he that has wrought us to, for the same self, same thing as God, <laughs> and who has given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Now I understand. Other churches do it their way. You try to go on in their church and getting happy, and first thing they're going to say is, y'all, now we need to be reverent. I want you just think in your little, our, our little old minute brain. How reverent you think it's going to be? Brother Carl Naylor, how we was lost in sin. We didn't have no hope. That old song said, I was seeking deep in sin. And I was far from a peaceful shore. How's it go? I was seeking deep in sin. Very deeply stained within. Seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea. He heard my despairing and cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Man, he done put a spirit inside you. Can you imagine how it's going to be? Man, they ain't going to be on your agenda when you walk on them streets of gold and you land there one day just by God's grace. Just because you was drawn by the Holy Spirit, because maybe you come to a church service like this today that somebody invited you in. Brother Eddie, I don't understand that. I thought I had to be perfect. You have got to be perfect, but thank God we got a Jesus and I put his blood on you to make you that way. Let's keep going. If I still got two or three to help me, ain't I? I ain't got everybody. I lost person, I'm talking to you now. I ain't got everybody. I ain't got everybody. I mean, this folks don't walk in for all kind of reasons. I'm talking to you, lost person. Don't you think we all that in here? Oh, no. You ever went by the funeral home when you didn't really care about that person done died? Or you knew somebody went to the funeral? They didn't really care. They never went to see them in a hospital. Shut your mouth. Person done died. And here you sit in your little fancy self in that line down there. Go up there and grab that wife or husband's hand. See if it's anything. Only reason why they come to look off in that cask and make sure you was dead. Boy, ain't that about the same way we do it, Jesus. We don't really care he done died for us. We don't have a spirit living inside of us. Our actions speak louder than our words. We as a church, really, it ain't really no great big thing this morning that Jesus done bled and died. It ain't really no great big thing that he done shed all of his blood. Look at it. ain't no great big thing that on that third day he arose from the grave. It really ain't no great big thing. 
And folks is going to tell you that they know for a fact that they saved are sitting here this morning all puffed up in their own little thing. They got all the help they need. Not only that, they got some good folks around them. But in and of their self, if they was in a desert somewhere, Brother Larry, and there wasn't nobody there but them and that Spirit of God that lived inside, are you trying to tell me that His grace wouldn't be sufficient to make you happy in your soul and knowing that God will supply my every need according to His riches and glory? We need to take up two more offerings. That's way too good of preaching. Church folks come. Oh, man, with bad spirits. No help. A total hindrance. Total hindrance. Total hindrance. Do you know that this morning, now I know y'all may leave. This morning, you know what I'd really like to be preaching to? I'd like to know for a fact that everybody in this building is lost on your way to hell. And the whole building was full, and I was preaching to all lost people. See, you ain't got a baby then. No. They just want an answer. How in the world did we go to a, to a cowboy show and preach beside some dirt in some stands and sing Amazing Grace and lost folks that don't even know that to tell you they don't know that to cry. How in the world did some guys with some cowboy hats in Chicago toting beards in the hand? Bobby said, ain't nobody going to come. I said, well, I got to get up there and get started. They all come up the steps throw the beer in the hand, set it down on the wall, and come over and listen and cry at the message that Jesus loves them. There's a religious smoke that's come over you. I, I can't say whether you saved or lost, but I'm going to tell you, you're a long ways from where you started. We're a long ways from walking down an aisle. We're a long ways from that spirit that got inside of us when we did come down or we did get to a place that we realized that we was hopeless and we was helpless and we just received a Jesus that just forgave us, that gave us the joy of knowing him and the joy of, of heaven, the joy of having a friend that's going to stick close and brother wasn't going to ever leave us nor forsake us. We're a long ways from right here. If we're saved, I want to tell you something, religious folks, we're a long ways away from it. Somebody showed up dressed a little good one day, and they decided, well, I can't praise him. Not all dressed dignified like me. Well, I can't praise him. I mean, that person, I do business with that person. I mean, I, I know that person. I praised him last Sunday night. I mean, it wasn't many of us here. I mean, it was just, it was just country folks here. There's some folks from town that showed up. I can't raise my hands this morning. Or worse than that, you just done forgot about the blessings of God. Lost person, let me tell you something. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to have a lot of help. You got one person. You got one friend that's going to knock at your door till the day that you die. His name is Jesus. He's going to knock at your door. I'm trying to get real with it. That's the only one you can count on. You can't count on nobody else. Nobody. You can't count on me. You can't count on other people. You can't count on nobody. But there's one person. He said, I'm going to be your present help. 
That song on a hill far away stood over like a cross. That, that sounds good, but I, I want me a Jesus going to walk with me and talk with me a long life and I remain. I want a Jesus going to get up in the morning and walk through the garden with me. That's the kind of God he is. Oh, look here. Therefore, in verse 6, we rolling right along. We're almost done. The religious folks are, are, are glad. Amen. He can't talk to us this way. I'm going to tell you something. God ain't got to have you. I'm sick and tired of babying folks. Look at God. He ain't got to have you. <laughs> but you got to have God. Oh, let's look at it right here. It said, look, therefore we are always confident. Confident. Oh, yeah. I remember being down there in Memphis State when Keith Lee was there years ago and, and uh, them good ball players, they'd come out there and Andre Turner was playing for them at the time and Dana Kirk was a, was a coach, and I remember, and he would do like Tony Delk. He'd always miss his first few. He must, sometimes he wouldn't even hit the backboard. But on that, about that fourth shot, Brother Darrell, he nailed it. I heard a man beside me, he said, uh-oh. <laughs> he done got his confidence up now. Man, I'm confident. The reason why I want to worship and the reason why I want to sing that song, it wasn't really because of you. It was because of what's in me. I'm confident God's got it all worked out. God's got my whole life worked out in front of me. God has went before me. He made my crooked places straight. I'm not going to face nothing that he ain't prepared for me. Look at you back yonder. Doc and What's your wife's name, Doc? Still Deborah, ain't it? Man, I get to preaching, I can't think of nothing, Deborah. Nothing. Read Brother Shaw's out there last week, was going to introduce him. Somebody was out there in the parking lot. I just got through preaching. Anybody around me said that boy don't know where he's going or where he come from before he's preaching. He don't know. Deborah, ain't that something? You remember us praying for them little kids at home? Huh? Yeah. You remember me coming to your house and you said, I just don't know, Brother Eddie. Yeah. You know, I may have a mark against me. I may have something. Don't look like it's no way. We're going to have to go do this and we're going to have to do that. Remember, Sister Kim, we're going to have to go do We're going to have to go do that. And all the time, God said, don't you know that's some little babies that I care about. Don't you know I've already gone. <laughs> Woo, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, you ain't got to help me this morning. You ain't helped me so far. You don't need to help me now. Look at here. I'm telling you, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and when I think of what he's done for me, my soul wants to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for saving me. It don't mean nothing to you because you, you didn't walk in here this morning. It's so many of them. Deborah had to bring a few. And here come Kim with others. Ain't no law done run them down, told them they can't. Huh? They bring them to the house of the Lord. The God already knew that. Let me try confident. Therefore, we are always confident. See? I wish you come on back to church tonight and you come in here about 6.30. Let Renee, we'll start off with that same song again. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, get your confidence up. Get your confidence up. David Jr., the trip before he was ever born, come in here confident that God already knew about it. Huh? The Bible said he knows you before you was even in your mama's womb. He had already gone before you. He knowed you was going to be sitting here. Won't you come in here tonight and say, God, I'm confident that I wouldn't be walking tonight. Lord, I wouldn't be breathing tonight. I wouldn't be where I'm at tonight. Lord, I'd be lost and on my way to devil's hell. God, I'm confident of it. I'm going to praise you. Lost person, I don't know where you're going to get saved today or not. But I'm just trying to tell you, it's to do with him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Then all the things that the devil would show you why you wouldn't give your life to Jesus. Look around you. Look what you've been blessed with. Look what you were responsible for. Let me try to get done. Y'all wearing me out? Not shouting. Read, I just think. Ain't going to be no preaching in heaven. But I tell you what, I'm going to be nudging on them like, can I just hit one lick? <laughs> I mean, Brother Carl, everybody's going to be saved and happy am I. It's done, done already right. And they all going, they, they going to be worshiping. Tommy, they going to be excited. I'm going to say, come on, just let me hit one lick. Just, just let me say, what about God or something? I mean. I mean, we're going to be worshiping. We're going to be praising. We're going to be saying, holy, holy, holy. Let's try, to, let's try to get on. We're having a good time, ain't we? Man, I feel the same way. I had an old man come preaching to me one time, and he was preaching Brother Land. He preached. He'd down around Ripley. He'd have his britches leg in one boot. I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. You know, some people do that, put one britches in one boot, look like they're doing something. So I don't know. I don't know the deal. But anyway... You know if you ain't done it, you thought about it. <laughs> anyway, he'd get to preaching. He'd say, I ain't saying nothing. And he'd be hitting you with that Bible. Go, doom, doom, doom. I said, Lord, I hope he don't never start talking. <laughs> Look here. So we are confident. And I say, willing, rather. Can you imagine getting to a place in life, lost person, that you'd rather be absent from this body and present with the Lord? Sister Ginger, it ain't going to be no more figuring out stuff. Ain't going to be no more making it work. And ain't going to be no more stress. And ain't going to be no more heartache. Ain't going to be no more pressure. Look here. We're going to be with heaven eternal and glory. Look here. It said, I'm confident of one thing. I'd rather be absent. Why don't you start getting more excited about where you're going to be absent from than where you're president? See, you present in going through things. You present in your own self. You present in what you got happening. You present, but they didn't do what I wanted. Look at it's all the time. Amen. Why you want to live in that mess for? Yes. <laughs> I told some other day. I said every time the devil tells you, you know, uh, reminds you of your past. You remind him of his future. <laughs> huh? When we quit sitting on the promises, on his premises and start standing on his promise. I'm sitting here, Brother Eddie. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, you start standing. Come on now. 
knowing that while we are home in the body, we are absent with the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Brother Eddie, how to get in there? You get in there by faith. And we are confident, I say willing, to be absent from this body, be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. I want you to look at that third word real good right there. It said, for we must. It's got to happen. Every knee's going to bow. It said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone that will save the things that's done in his body according to what he had done, whether it be good or bad. And I know what the scripture said. You just, just shut up a minute. Let me try to get on. Said, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For we command not ourselves again to you, but give you occasion to glory in our to give you but give but give you occasion to glory in our behalf that that ye may have somewhat of an answer to give to them which glory in the appearance in appearance. And not in heart. They, they show up. The Bible said your, your lips are close to me, but your heart's way, way out yonder. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. For all of sin and come short of glory. And that he died for all. Now, Brother Ed, I don't know if he can save me. He died for all. That they which live should not henceforth live to themselves. Is that big? I could have preached just that verse. That they which live not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Christian person, are you looking at that verse? Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. In the last verse, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he, he's a new creature. Don't read too much into that for yourself. Of puffing up yourself. It's through Christ Jesus we're anything. Don't, don't go to thinking you yourself or anything. If it's anything, it's through Christ that you're what you are. The Spirit of God is molding and making you. And it says old things have passed away. And behold, all things come you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You're a new creature in the fact that you've got a, a name that the angels don't have. It's called the redeemed. That makes you a new creature. Redeemed. Don't you want to be redeemed today? You're redeemed. That's what makes you a new creature. You, your name has been written down. The Bible says don't rejoice because you could cast out demons or tread on serpents, but rejoice because your name has been written down in glory. You've been redeemed. You're a new creature through the redemption of his blood. Old things are passed away, meaning those things that was against you. 
The four, God has done, covered them. They're gone. They're blotted out. They're, they're like they never was there. Not only that, all those things that you're going to do, he's took care of them too. And he said, behold, all things are new. That baby ain't bothering me, David. Little trip ain't bothering me. Don't you never think that's so precious. It's ever, ever grown, ever moan. Preacher can't preach around babies. They need to do something else for a living. Listen. I wish we had 4,000 in here. Wish we had 4,000. Probably the only reason why that baby's like that, we making him uncomfortable. The Bible said we got to make it where a child can understand. We need to get where the children are comfortable. Think about it, Jeff. Why are they so uncomfortable? They weren't uncomfortable in the barn the other night. <laughs> so they're having a big time. Amen. Y'all need to get a little happy around y'all's little babies to feel comfortable. Start the invitation with, for me, if you will. You walked in that door one way, John. We walked in that door one way. If somebody's lost, they walked in, an old thing was on you. Sin, that old sin was on you. That old guilt of sin was on you. That old pride was on you. You done been in a situation like this before. Devil said, that preacher just trying to get you down there. Listen, I'm going to go to heaven no matter what you do. Amen. I want everybody to be saved. I'm talking about, that, that's my deal. I, I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to know that they know that they know that they know Jesus. But the new thing, the new thing that we have is when we come in here and we've got all that old on us, we got all that unforgiveness on us and we that old man just like we always been we've been living that way all that way and we come in here and right now we make a decision you know what I think I'm too smart I went to a man's house one night and the preacher had asked him I'm closing he said are you a Christian he said yes the preacher was excited that he answered right I, I was too so I'm not saying anything bad it's not bad that the other preacher did wrong, he, he asked a question, and he got an answer. Lord prompted me to ask another question. I said, so when did you get born again? The Bible said, unless the man be born again, he can't inherit the kingdom of heaven, can't even see it. The other preacher that was with me is a good man. I'm probably the worst in the crowd. The guy that we're talking to me, he, he, he's a good guy as far as working I did business with him. He said, I, I don't know what that means. I'm going to tell you something. I pricked that other preacher. I said, you want in this? He said, oh, yeah. Oh, he went to tell him. I mean, many of you would know him. You've heard him sing today. He can sing like a bird. He said, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what he said before I left. And here's what you need to realize right here. because He said, I'm not going to do it now. He said, but would y'all pray for me? That God would give me time. Here's what he said. He says, because I, I really believe that I'm too smart a man to die and go to hell. Are you smart enough this morning? Are you smart enough this morning to not let Satan carry you right to the pits of hell? Would you stand with me? Lord, it's people are coming to the altar to pray.